There is radio and radio, and then there's 657 AM. Can you hear the difference? Yeah, gang, Sugegu, a revelation worship featuring once more six and younger so that one. Bring us to exactly 29 minutes to 8. Welcome to it. This is the final hour of uh, uh, your program. It's uh, Thursday Live uh, with me, Godfrey And Of course, we're going all the way until um, uh, 8 o'clock this evening. Let's now welcome um, uh, Apostle Robert Nyalungu. He's uh, with us on the line. And I must say that we are not able to talk to a Bishop this evening. Uh, Bishop uh, Malata is not well. So that's why we call this one who's always on standby, 24-7, somebody that you can rely on. And uh, that's Apostle Robert Nyalungu. It doesn't matter where he is. He just has to leave whatever that he's busy, busy with. Uh, he told told me now that he is somewhere. Apostle, good evening and welcome back. Good evening, good evening, uh, my brother Godfrey. Mm. It was nice to see you at the Fortosa launch. Yeah. And I... good, good evening to your dear listeners of Radio Pulpit. I, I must just tell your listeners, uh, even the CEO was there, Karel, and I said to the CEO, uh, you see now, uh, you are not giving me my slot. Uh, and I told you to. Uh, but anyway, we thank God that we So it's a one cheese, a one cheese, one cheese, one cheese, one cheese, one cheese, one cheese, one I've been very, very hectic, as you know. Mm, yeah. I was actually telling them a little bit about uh, the phone, what I saw there on that uh, um, documentary. Um, Pastor Mizraim and uh, Mrs. Uh, Mesim Selegu's uh, documentary. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think let's talk a little bit about that before we can go. The reason why I'm saying this, I, th- I was like saying to them that, uh, you know, after that, I felt like I had an, an, an egg on my face looking at the demands that we want, we make for the gospel. And we want this. We, you can't just come, uh, yourself included. We are up there on the list. The five-star hotel. We want to be driven by such and such a cars. And uh, the list is endless. But look at uh, the late uh, Pastor Seleku. Uh, the sacrifices they made. I mean, they were not expecting anything. I mean, money, nothing. And to the extent that they would even uh, sleep on uh, public toilets just to preach the gospel. They were not, yo, it's scary, man. It's scary. I mean, guys, if you watch that documentary, you'll repent, I'm telling you. You'll repent, you'll come down from your high horse or whatever, your high donkey or high camel, and, and repent and really ask for forgiveness and begin to look at the gospel in a different light altogether. I mean, some died for the gospel, but some of the people today kill for the gospel. Yeah, God, you know, it, it, it's quite very shocking, can yeah? oh. see hmm. the sacrifice, the, the love for God, you know, that um, is uh, excellency, uh, I call him the apostle of faith. 
Daniel Musileko, Israel Daniel Musileko, the level of sacrifice that he gave to the gospel, it was his life, you know, the family, the sacrifices he made, the troubles, but even the way God used him, the faith, the miracles, and then it's not all that was told there. You know, I, I happen to have been part of, you know, listening to the interviews as we travel with His Excellency, Prophet Pomseleko. Country, the amazing miracles. Amazing miracles. The faith in God. That is raw faith to go to a place, no invitation, because God said, go there and preach the gospel. And He planted churches. People got healed. Actually, in Peter Marisbeck, he got to a place where people didn't go to hospital first. They went to him at the missionary house where, you know, that all where he prayed for the chicken of this businessman, and they got healed. Behind there's a mission house, and there were healing rooms. And people, they even if it was in any matter, before they went to hospital, they passed by him. And many even stayed there and got healed. They didn't even have a need to go to hospital. You know, so the many miracles God did through him are shocking. And the humility, the fact that he will always say, we are That humility. And never demanded things or praise, even from people. You know, it's very, very shocking if you compare that with what is happening today. But I believe that this documentary comes at the right time. Where so much in the gospel, there's been defilement, there's been abuse of people, especially in South Africa. The people's months, I mean, on a daily basis, go through, I mean, counseling with people who lost money to some false prophet because they wanted to buy a miracle and their finances are in a mess. And, you know, people lost things. I mean, that's not the gospel. And today we saw a documentary of a true man and true servant of God who served God. You know, I had the privilege uh, before uh, Mason Seleko, before she went to be with the Lord, in many prayer camps she joined us. And I remember one day we were praying for somebody who was demon-possessed there. The faith of the, of the woman of God. You know, it was me and her praying for the release of this person, that woman, God the bones, you could literally see, as he said in the documentary, that her husband really taught her. And, and, and that structure, and we see the rewards. We, you know, we see the rewards. I've been with the, the Prophecy Pumseligo for the last 13 years, you know, from small office to owning offices and owning buildings. And, because God is faithful. He honors his word. You know, so... It pays, he said, to those who leave everything. They will receive houses and cars with persecution for the gospel. And, and, and we're seeing it. We're seeing what God, this God of generation is able to do. We, we are seeing it practically. And in that documentary, which I would like to advise those, you know, your radio, radio populations to, to really get hold of it. As soon as uh, this was premiering it, it will be on TPN, it will be on many other platforms that people could watch and, and, and really see raw faith. I call them, these are apostles of faith, you know, uh, Bengu, Lizard. and the way they work together in unity as different types of apostles 
with different graces, you know, not in competition, their love for each other. It is really remarkable. And I pray because all of this happened in this nation. I believe that we have undug a well, you know, of the doings of God in our land so that we will be reminded of what God did mm. through his service. Mm. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, follow their faith, imitate their faith. Absolutely. You know? mm. so, 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 so we know there's a, there's a model, there's a model that is set before us as we follow the Lord, that, that those who followed him, whose faith we must follow, mm. looking at their life, their lifestyle. It was never about money. It was never about things. Absolutely. It was and and listening to watching it again, I realized that uh, Bo, not Bo Thomas, Bo Judas have always been there, even during his time. I think he was arrested several times. But hey, let's just leave it right there. The uh, um, um, Apostle uh, Joseph Nyalungu. But what do you have for us this evening? So this evening, Godfrey, I want to share with us something that the Lord has so strongly laid in my spirit. Um, and I've been sharing it at church, you know. Um, and, and it's really a scripture that sparked this truth, which I believe in this season, God wants us to be cemented in. And the scripture simply says that those whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed, mark the word conformed, into the image of his son. And then he says that he, the son, might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. So I want to share about the keys to discovering our glorious destiny in Christ. Keys to discovering our glorious destiny. So the scripture that tells us that those whom God foreknew, he predestined. And we're predestined to be conformed, to take on a form. And that form is the form of the image of the Son of God. Why? So that he might be the firstborn amongst many sons. That means many like him. In other words, it's always been God's plan that we be like him. You know, in the beginning, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, we read, God said, let us. Let us create men in our image and according to our likeness. So the image of God is his identity, is who he is. Now, 2 Corinthians 4 tells us that Christ is the image of God. And we know that Christ, as Peter got revelation by the Spirit, he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So we know that Christ is the Son of the living God. But we know, according to John 3, verse 16, which tells us that for God so loved the world, that is the human race, now Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, while we were dead in our sins and trespasses, God sent his only begotten son. Why his son? So that we might receive the adoption as sons. So in essence, God is looking for the son. He's looking for us to be like his son. And, and why is that important? It is important because creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, not the sons. Because the son is Yeshua Amashiach, is Jesus Christ. But 
God didn't just want him to be the only one like him. He wanted many more like him who will operate the same way that he did. Now, John tells us that he revealed the glory of God. He says, we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. You know, and, and then he says he came by grace and truth. But here's the story. God, when he finished creating man, he crowned him with his own glory and honor. So man was created by God to reflect and reveal the nature of God. Now, according to Romans chapter 3, he says, we've all sinned and we fell short of the glory of God. The glory is the nature of God. So originally, man was crowned with the glory. So when Jesus came, he showed us man crowned in the glory. And when we look at that man crowned in the glory, we see a man, as Nicodemus said, he says, no man can do the things you do except God be with him. Mm. So God is with the man. So, so, so the glory, the glory is, I'm just interrupting you there because you haven't been on radio for a longest of time now. You might be thinking, worry. Uh, you are preaching them, Muruti. So we are talking now, and I just to say, hi, Muruti. I'm still here. I'm still here, Apostle. So, Muruti, this yeah, glory, down, glory is down. not just a light that people think it is that comes on your head and stuff like that, but is the essence of it, the true essence of a thing, and 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 what have you? I have two Hebrew. I mean, I've got two words there. The first one, Aramaic okay. word, um, uh, kabot, and yeah. uh, the other one is uh, doxa, which is which is Greek. And they also uh, find it so beautifully there for people to understand what the glory is. So when you are saying uh, glory, hallelujah, let your glory come and whatever, you, people are not even aware. They, are, not, they don't know what they're talking about. But I'm glad that you are clarifying this for people to understand what this glory you are talking about means. Yeah, and, and God, it's very important that we understand that man in the glory of God or in the nature of God. And that glory also denotes weight, heaviness. That man was heavy with God. He, he was a, a carrier of God. And you will see how all these things spin out in the New Testament. But the nature of God is that God is eternal. So man was never meant to die. That's number one. Number two, man was in the nature of God. He was as righteous as God was. He was as holy as God was. So he was a mirror reflection of God. He was an exact duplicate exact reflection of God. So when creation saw Adam before he sinned, they saw the glory of God. They saw the nature of God. They saw the authority of God. He reflected all that God was in the invisible because he was in the image of God. Now, Paul says something very interesting in Colossians. He says Christ is the image of the invisible God. The image of the thing reveals that thing. The image of the thing reveals that thing. That, in other words, Jesus as a man, and I'm talking about him as a man, they said, you being a man, make yourself equal with God. And he said, I am the father of one. Because when God created man, man and God were one. They were of the same essence. They were of the same nature. They could function the same way. So Adam, according to Luke, Chapter 3, verse 38, it says, Adam, the son of God. The son of a monkey is a monkey. The son of a cat is a cat. So it's in the same DNA, same nature. So Adam was in the very same nature of God. And I think, God, you mentioned the issue, light. 
you know, the Bible says God is clothed with light. God doesn't have light. He is light. So man was actually light as well. And that light was a reflection of who God is. And that's why Jesus says, while you have the light, believe in the light, because he is the light, as God is light. And he says, believe in the light, that you may become sons of the light. Now, the shocking thing here is this, is that the Pharisees and the Sadducees had a problem with the statement Jesus made. But the, uh, there's a premise and the basis upon which Jesus made those statements, because Jesus is God. And in essence, Jesus was saying, I am God. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father, because what the Father is, I am as the Son. I am of the same essence as him. And, and Paul in his revelation in Colossians says, he is the image of the invisible gospel. In other words, Jesus could say in John chapter 14, if you have seen me, you have seen God. You know, it's very interesting because they said, show us the Father. Now, here's a question, Godfrey. Can we say to the world today, if they said they want to see God and say, see me? Do we know, do we even believe that we are born of God, born of the incorruptible seed, which is his word? And, and that's what the Paul writes in First Corinthians chapter 3, that we are to grow. We are growing into who we are. But we can never come to know who we are until we know who he is. Because it is in his image that we were created. So I submit to the listeners today that part of the coming of Jesus, as much as it was to reveal the Father, but it was also to reveal our true essence, whom it intended to be. This is why the disciples ask him. What kind of man is this? Because he came as a man. And because why? Man has authority on the earth. So he will not have authority on earth as God. So he came as a man. And I like to call him the God-man. The man, the original man who was created in the image and the likeness of God, who came to reflect, reveal the nature of God. And that's what creation is waiting for. It's waiting for that manifestation, which is the manifestation of the sons of God. So one of the very most important keys to the discovery of ourselves, which is key to discovering our glorious destiny, is to discover our source, to discover where we come from. You know, and, and that's one of the questions that humanity has been asking. Where are we from? Who are we? Why are we here? Because it is in that that when we discover ourselves that we'll be able to discover why we're here, why were we created to start with, you know. Okay. So both mm. yeah. No, I hear you, Mruti. You know what, every time I speak with you, you really... Um, encouraging me and you, you you motivate me in a sense that I, uh, uh, it's like we see eye to eye on so many things you might not be see eye to eye on certain things like having your own program that I'm, I'm really you know taking time to give it to you and it might not happen it might take forever but on the other things I we are on the same page we're on the same page. Momuruti, I, I, I believe for now that if this message was preached from yeah. the onset, wouldn't be yeah. fighting for pulpits, wouldn't be fighting for, for titles, being calling ourselves, got different titles, because that's not uh, the reason why we are saved. And we're not just saved also to go to heaven, but we are saved to have that image. 
that you're talking about, the character <laughs> that you're talking about? Actually, Godfrey, we wouldn't even care whether I'm apostle or not. I keep telling people, apostle is not the final destiny. The final goal and objective is sonship. Sons and daughters I like, of God. I like that. Please, please say now, that again. Please say that again. The, the, the destiny is mm. not apostle, prophet, because all these things are there according to Ephesians 4, verse 11, for the equipping of the thing, for the maturing, mm. so that we come to the unity of sonship. So their ultimate goal will disappear when we come into the unity of sonship. That means into the correct image of ourselves. And originally, ourselves were not created as apostles. So I, I have bad mm. news because the fivefold is not an eternal administrative responsibility. It is a recovery and a restorative administration to bring us to the always the ultimate end and purpose of God. And that was of sons. Ah. who are ruling together and governing the earth in the same way their Father in heaven governs heaven. So Jesus was operating, and he was operating as a son on the earth, who was a mirror reflection of the Father, of his love, of his character, of his goodness. <laughs> you know, and, and that's why these things were happening. I mean, First John 3 says the following. It says, the son of, for this cause the Son of Man, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So sons do what they see their father do. Jesus said, Jesus, some of Jesus' favorite statement was, I do what I see my father do. I say what he hears. So there's somebody now who's in a situation. Do you know if you were to hear as a son what God is saying? Your words to that situation will transform it in a second. So you will operate on a high dimension of faith, which is the faith of God that can do the same thing that God can do. God is not impressed with any other thing. He's only impressed when he sees himself. You know, David says, I will be glad when I awake in his likeness. So what is God looking for? He's looking for a church that sees himself. That is a reflection of what he is in the invisible, into this natural world. You know, if we were to get the Godfrey, we will solve the water problem, we will solve the electricity problem, because there are no problems in heaven, where our Father is. So what are we actually sitting? We are sitting blaming others in terms of maturing into who we are. It was dark, and God said, let there be light. So we will come into a dimension of creativity that we have never ever seen that we will tap into. And I want to submit the following. If the fivefold is not maturing the same thing to who God says they are, he has lost his role. And that's why, Godfrey, I am really angry with the fact that people are worshipping the fivefold ministry gift. And, and the fivefold ministry gifted people want to be worshipped instead of doing what their job is. Because their job is to mature the saints. Their job is to equip the same. Their job is to bring us to the full stature of who Christ is. Then it shows me that they don't even know the full stature of Christ. And that's why many faithful ministry people are sick. They need help. They need to be delivered because they also have an identity crisis. Now, you can't mature people while you are a baby yourself. So, so we're having that challenge in the body of Christ that we have a faithful that still needs to be matured, you know, if, if we see what all these prophets have done, you, you can tell. And some of them are not false prophets. They are immature prophets. They have not matured. They have not grown themselves. But this is something that's been going on for many generations. 
And, and I believe we are in a season, we are in an hour where God is waiting for I call it in the book of Malachi. He says, sons who serve him. Sons. First of all, their identity must be okay. So we can have faithful ministry people who don't even know themselves. And, and you see it in the fact that they want to be worshipped. You see it in the fact that they want, you know, uh, all these things. They don't understand themselves. So how can they help you or me to come to the understanding of ourselves? And I said something to somebody recently. Before you seek to be a minister, seek to be a son. Seek to understand your rights. Seek mm. to understand your two identities in Christ. You, you don't have to, people want to serve God for what? Serve him as a son. Like you say, a son who serves him. So the emphasis of Jesus is very interesting. And I challenge mm. everybody. And, and, and when you look at it, well, if you have been looking uh, or studying closely the ministry of Yahushua himself, you realize that the fact that he was able to work on all the fivefold ministry was on the basis of the fact that he was a son uh, above all, all uh, everything else. Actually, go for you. He did right at the eight. Mm. Because why? A seven, my, a Hebrews chapter three says Moses was a seven over his house, but Jesus is a son. Now nobody knows a father like the son. The son has the DNA and the nature of the father. A seven doesn't. So as much as Moses was faithful, Moses is never referred to as a son because Moses was never born again. Jesus is born of the Spirit. He's born of God. He has a, and he has come to make us sons. And the and, only way we become sons... And, and one of the things that seemed like it has been going under the radar was the fact that every time he talked about his father to his disciples, he would say, your father. And in a way, he was saying, guys... Um, you also need to have the same relationship as I have with him. But today, it's all about church membership. It's all about uh, you. You are the father now, Papa, Mama, Mama. And I was talking to some folks this afternoon. We were talking about the resident pastor. And they told me that uh, so-and-so is, is his father. And I was like, but how many fathers does this pastor have? <laughs> I know it sounded too controversial because sometimes you don't want to ask these things because you are supposed to are not supposed to ask any question at at all. But I was like, how many fathers does this guy have? I mean, I know this one is his father. So we have father Kwana, father Kwana. How many fathers do you have? And yet we neglect um, the message that uh, the Messiah preached or taught. Uh, yes. of uh, our Heavenly Father being our Father. How many of us see Him as our Father? And how many of us uh, appreciate Him uh, being our Father? Apostle Mamanki or Father, Mamanki or Father and all that. I think Muruti, if our lives would be better today. But thank you once again, Muruti. 30 seconds, what can you say? I just want to say, let's go back to the truth of the Gospel. Let's go back to the truth of the gospel. And what you are saying, Godfrey, is so important. And so what was the mission of God in Yeshua? What was his eternal mission, as stated in the book of Ephesians? Was for us to receive adoption as sons of God. As sons of God. Nothing else. Hmm. So we have received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And we have one Father who is God. And that's why Malachi says, 
since we have one father, we are all offsprings of the same mm. God. We have to be careful in how we treat one another. Mm. Because in yeah. this family, mm. it's a family of love. Your number Thank quickly, you, is it? Your number quickly. My numbers are zero seven two. Yes. Six nine. Six nine. Two three. Two nine three. Eight seven six. And on on Facebook, that's Joseph. Okay. Godfrey, the last thing. That's the reason why. Quick, quick, quick. In, yeah. Yeah. In all the lighthouse kingdom churches, there's no membership. There's no membership form. Okay. I keep telling them, you are sons and daughters of God. Why must I make you a member? Of Thank you. Else? Thank you, sir. Time is not on our side. Thank you. That's about to I'll see you again next week. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion.